This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. made the decision to trust the Lord Jesus and enter into a relationship with him and you're you're just beginning to learn what that means and and this guy says time for us to move on what do you mean I mean we we need you to stay here and teach us a little bit more you know come on I mean we don't understand everything and 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 apparently Paul and Barnabas said yeah we know that but it's time for us to go time for us to move on Even though change is difficult, the truth is, a healthy life is one that never stops growing. When God brings change into our lives, we should receive it for what it is, a growth opportunity. In today's message, Pastor Robert will share about Paul's commitment to the spiritual growth of God's people. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. chapter 14 is going to be our focus. Last week we looked at the first half of the chapter and uh, to give you a little bit of background, give you a little bit of understanding, this particular portion of the book of Acts now, the Apostle Paul has embarked on his first missionary journey and the gospel is going to the Gentiles. Real transition time in the history of the church. We looked at last week at the first part, and he and Barnabas left the church at at Antioch. You know, the church at Jerusalem really wasn't a missions-minded church. They uh, were just kind of hunkered down and focused there in Jerusalem until the persecution happened, and Stephen was stoned to death, and everybody scattered. And it was actually, as is so often the case, really, it was persecution that God used to, you know, start sending the message beyond home base there in, in Jerusalem. And then as they went, you know, and, and the church began to grow at Antioch, the leaders in Jerusalem realized, gosh, man, we need to, we need to send somebody down there to, to help them out and teach them and give them some oversight. And they selected Barnabas. Barnabas was a Levite who had lived in Cyprus, and the name means son of encouragement. He was just apparently, the guy was, was one of those people everybody wanted to hang out with because his gift was just making you feel better and uh, encouraging and and building up. And so they natural choice to sin. But when he got there and saw it was gone, he realized he was going to need some help. And he remembered that this, this guy, Saul, who had been a persecutor, like the chief killer of Christians a decade earlier, decade and a half earlier, that he had, had gone home to Tarsus and uh, don't really know if they'd you know, been keeping in touch or what, but apparently Barnabas you know, knew he was still in Tarsus and, and went looking for him. Fourteen years had passed since Saul's conversion to Christ. 
And now Barnabas goes and finds him in Tarsus and says, hey, would you be willing to come and help me out at Antioch? The Lord's doing a work there and, and I could really use, you know, use your help. And you know, Saul says, yeah, absolutely. And they go back and they go and, and to Antioch and they're ministering there and a season of ministry passes and the leadership, the other you know, um, guys that were stepping up to the plate, so to speak, in Antioch, everybody praying together, realizing that the Lord's telling them, okay, now it's time for Barnabas and Saul to leave Antioch and uh, the gospel needs to go further. And they agree to do that. So they, they set out and we're not really told why. I think there's a good possibility the reason they chose to go first to Cyprus was the fact that Barnabas was from there. It just made sense. And so that was their, their starting point or their initial stop, if you will. And, and they go all through the island just anywhere they had opportunity because they were both Jewish and both very knowledgeable. Paul had been um, a member of the Sanhedrin, a Pharisee, an Orthodox rabbi. And Barnabas, a, a Levite, you know, part of the priesthood, and and they would go to the synagogues and share, and some of the people would receive them, and you know, just like today, some listen, some don't, right? And the word was going out there in in Cyprus, and and then this guy that was like the Roman governor, proconsul, heard about it and wanted to hear what they had to say, and he invited him over, and but he had this sorcerer on staff, you know. I wonder how much of that's going on today. Probably a lot more than we'd like to think by those in positions of, of responsibility, but um, a representative of the enemy there, you know, helping them out. And, and uh, as he opposes Saul, uh, Paul, the Lord actually struck him and blinded him temporarily. And, and that's in part what God used to get the attention of this proconsul. And he accepted the Lord. They just seems they had a fruitful time of ministry and, and they kept going. They went into the region that was basically Galatia and the same pattern. They'd go into a town and some would listen and some wouldn't and some would get angry. And anywhere, you know, as we saw last week, the gospel was powerfully proclaimed and therefore it produced fruit in people's lives. The result of that was persecution. And we saw that pattern and then the, the power of God coming in wherever there was persecution was taking place. But they ended up stoning Paul at Lystra. Which, by the way, as we talked about last week, that was Timothy's hometown, and good chance that he was a witness to all of this, and it may have been part of what the Lord used to uh, bring him to Christ. But verse 21 of chapter 14 says, when they preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra. They went after Paul was stoned at Lystra and left for dead. The next day they traveled 20 miles up to Derby, and they spent some time there and taught and made disciples and and then they went back. They started working their way back toward Antioch. They're basically doubling back to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch of Pisidia, different Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and saying, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. So when they'd appointed elders in every church and prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they'd believed. And after they had passed through Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia. Now when they preached the word in Perga, they went down to Italia. From there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work which they had completed. Now when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them, and that He had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. So they stayed there a long time with the disciples. Apparently they, they had about a year or so back in Antioch, back at, at home base, and before they went out again. There's several things that, that I want us to take a look at and, and consider here. One, when they were leaving, they had 
And if you can imagine being a a young believer, you know, you've just accepted the Lord. These people have just come and taught you and shared everything with you. And you've made the decision to trust the Lord Jesus and enter into a relationship with Him. And you're, you're just beginning to learn what that means. And, and this guy says, time for us to move on. What do you mean? I mean, we, we need you to stay here and teach us a little bit more. You know, come on. I mean, we don't understand everything. And, and, and apparently, Paul and Barnabas said, yeah, we know that. But it's time for us to go. Time for us to move on. And I was thinking about that. That would have been disconcerting. You know what I mean? That would have been just, especially if you've been, you know, you're there in Lystra and you're realizing that, man, you come here, you talk to us, you share with us about about Jesus, and and we've made a decision. We want to know him and we want to follow him and we want to learn about him and immediately these people get all stirred up and they come and they drag you into you know and they stone you to death and drag you out of town and throw you on the garbage heap and something happens I guess God touched you or something and, and you're okay and you travel 20 miles and and now you're back and when we thought when you came back you were at least going to hang out with us a little while and explain a little bit more and teach us a little bit I mean we need somebody to teach us here now you're leaving again that would have been tough to swallow at least I think it would little bit difficult. And I love the things that we see in here, the things that, if you will, Paul teaches us by example. Because the natural thing to do for a lot of people, yeah, you know what, you're right, you're right. We'll, we'll hang out a little while. You know, we'll spend a couple of years here with you. You're right. I mean, we, we need to give you a, a little more. We need to give you a little better foundation or, or whatever. But he doesn't do that. He just moves on. He moves on. They go on back to Antioch. But he does a couple of things for them. One of the things that I really appreciate about what Paul does here is that he doesn't pull any punches. You know, if I were in Paul's shoes, and especially Barnabas, I mean, the encourager, right? I would have wanted to say to him, listen, you're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but Paul, they stoned you to death, buddy, or at least nearly to death. No, 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 but they'll never do that to you. I mean, it'll, you'll be all right. I'm, God's going to take care of you. Everything's going to be fine. And I mean, come on, you're following the Lord Jesus. God raised him from the dead. You can trust God. I mean, if you just follow the Lord and you, you be sure that you're praying and you're spending time in the Word and you're developing your relationship and, and He's going to make sure you have everything that you need. The Bible says He's your refuge. He's your protector. You're not going to have him telling you. You're not going to have any problems. It's going to be fine. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. As our time with you today comes to a close, we'd like to thank you for listening to today's message on Main Thing Radio. We hope Pastor Robert's teaching has encouraged you personally and brought you a deeper understanding of your Savior. If you're in the Miami-Dade County area and you don't yet have a church home, we'd love to have you join us here at Calvary Chapel Miami Beach for our weekly services. You'll find our location and service times at MainThingRadio.com, as well as more about who we are as church. Right now, we'd like to take a moment and share how you can be involved in the future of Main Thing Radio. God is using ministries like this one to reach multitudes of people, and we feel so blessed to be a part of it. We'd like to ask you to join us in seeking God's will for our ministry. We'd also like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio financially. For donations of $20 or more, we have a special thank you gift to send you. This month, we'll be sharing spiritual leadership, 
Principles of Excellence for Every Believer by J. Oswald Sanders. This book is a great tool for learning about how a person's God-given leadership skills are developed and how using them for God's glory will yield the greatest effects. For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Donate at the top of the page. Thanks again for listening today. Be sure to tune in again for more from God's Word right here on Main Thing Radio.